Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Me? I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. I don't care where you at. You could be listening live on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. We've got hundreds, hundreds, cities like San Diego, here in Atlanta, Georgia, Miami, New Orleans, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Honolulu. I can go on, but I won't. What's up, Houston? All my folks listening on the loop, 610. What up? Hey, D.C., D.C., D.C. and Baltimore. I was just up there. I'll be back in a few weeks, too. I can't believe next week is already Thanksgiving. Damn it. Anyway, you can also listen on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Sirius XM Channel 158. And if you got a smart speaker in your house, at school, at work, whatever, just get its attention. Ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. It's Wednesday night, and an hour from now, I'm going to give you a new top six list because I won't be here next Wednesday. Tonight, I want to give you a top six list, and this is going to warm your heart. It's going to warm your soul. It's a top six list of things that I'm thankful for, particularly in the world of sports. Here in what year are we in? 2023. Getting ready to look 2024 right in the face, but we'll talk about that later. Top six list coming in an hour. Uh, in about, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so from now, we're going to have a conversation with someone who is uh, ridiculously, ridiculously qualified to talk about sports from a, a management perspective because he was the GM and president for the Blazers and the Seahawks and the Seattle Supersonics. Bob Whitsitt is going to come through and join us. I'm going to ask him about Draymond, and then I want to get his thoughts on, uh, you know, some of the issues going on in sports like relocation. I want to ask when the damn Supersonics are going to be back up at Seattle. And so we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Bob Whitsitt has a book out right now. It's called Game Changer, and we'll learn all about it. It's great timing with all of the business things going on in the world of sports. And if you've listened to the first hour of the show, We've done a lot of talking about Draymond Green, a lot. I do want to talk about Deshaun Watson as well. We got a lot of people 
on the phone lines right now. Shep, should I get to the calls, talk to Bob, or should we talk about Deshaun Watson now? What do you think? I would get to the calls. Well, I do what Shep says. He's a producer. Thank you. Harold is calling from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Harold? Uh, hey, man, everything good, JR, man. I enjoy your show. Man, I just want to throw some names out there, man, for Mr. Draymond uh, Green. Uh, you know, Lonnie Shelton, Maurice Lucas, Charles Oakley, Charles Barkley, Lambeard. Any two ways Draymond played in those. In that- you said puppies, right? I think he said puppies. I hope he said puppies. John is calling from South Carolina. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, John? I love your music, man. Which one? Hey, I'm... The Ghetto Boys? The stuff before the last break. I I guess the Ghetto Boys, I guess. I love them, too. What's up? Hey, I'm Raymond Green. Get him up against you know, any MMA guy, a professional, about his size. And they made a movie about what would happen, you know, down and out in Beverly Hills, because that would put him down and out for sure. Yeah, Brock Lesnar hey, would tear him up, yeah. Hey, uh, I'm the Sharon. Yes. You know, I'm the guy that called up and said the Browns made a deal with the dark side. And uh, no cap like the woman's revenge, so they got that going. So you're but saying the rookie starting. You're saying this is uh women's revenge, what's happening to Deshaun Watson? The karma man but karma you know, for who? The Browns are for him because he's still getting paid. Yeah, but the Browns, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was well, never a fan of the plan, I just hoped. No, let's let's be real, John. The Browns were, have been punished almost for an eternity before they even got there. Yeah, I'm a fan since I was born in '53. I tell me all about it. I'm but sorry. anyhow, what about the rookie starting? They're six and three. You're kind of telling the defense, you know, we're giving up maybe on the season. I know they can always bring TJ back in, and I'm hoping that's the plan. If the kid doesn't look good, not just wide a storm out. But what do you think about that concept? What to run Dorian Thompson Robinson out there? Yeah. I got I to gotta be honest with you, man. I don't care. Like, Deshaun Watson went out. You want to know the first thing that I said to myself? I said, I ain't watching no more Browns games for the rest of the year. I'm not watching. I, I don't care. Like, there's no reason for me to watch. Like, obviously, I'll know what's going on because I got to talk about it. I need to be in the know. It's part of my job to know what the hell is going on. But I, I don't care. They can run P.J. Walk out there. They could run you out there at quarterback. The, the Cleveland Browns are cooked for the season. I'm, I'm not worried about them. Well, I'm just worried about Miles Garrett's chance to be defensive player of the year now. Uh, They're going to lose some of their Well, listen, man, what does he lead the league in sacks? What do you got, like 11 now, 11 and a half, something, give or take? He's number one, I mean. Yeah. Well, John, you worried about that. All I know is when I, I know the Browns ain't sniffing the AFC North title anymore. Uh, they have not a chance in hell to do anything in the postseason. And uh, I got no interest outside of, oh, my God, what is the defense going to do to keep them into games? And uh, if they should be so lucky, maybe there'll be some highlights on the offense. But that's they're done, man. 
The Browns are finished. There's nothing else. A matter of fact, they're so done. Ugh, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching them for what? They were on the up and up. Deshaun Watson was on the up and up. He finally looked like he was getting back and rounding into form. And now the man got a broken bone in the shoulder. Like, well, what's that going to do? Matter of fact, Deshaun Watson, he spoke today, said he was surprised about the extent of the injury. Listen to Deshaun. Very painful. The whole second half was painful to throw a football. You know, it's a you know, bone that's, that's fractured in my shoulder. So um, no, no type of you know, medicine or anything is going to stop the pain from that. But um, it's just frustrating all, just all around, just not being able to play and just the injuries. Yeah, it's, it was reported that he was ready to just you know, get shot up with Toradol, I guess, and go out there and play. And they're like, uh, no, nah, bro. Like, you can further damage the broken bone in your shoulder already. You don't want to do that. And then he's only, already dealing with a high ankle sprain. So he's counting all of his $230 million uh, while his leg is busted up and so is his shoulder. I, I'm not going to wish negativity on the dude. Get well soon, but... uh. Yeah, this ain't looking all that good for the Browns. They handed him a guaranteed contract, $230 million. And we know about the suspension from last year. Missed 11 games, came back, had to try to play into shape. The Browns went 7-10, and 10, and now he's back. They're 6-3, and three, and he's going to miss the rest of the year. Find me somebody in San Diego who's excited about the Browns. Find me somebody in Houston who says, oh, my God, I now have to watch the Browns now that Deshaun is out. People don't care. People in Cleveland care. But ain't nobody rushing to see the Browns. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Andrew Berry, his own GM for the Browns, he, he feels bad about this situation himself. Listen. We are, you know, very disappointed and devastated for Deshaun, um, especially given all that he has battled and gone through, you know, medically, you know, this season, and especially in light of, um, you know, how well he's played since, um, you know, since his, uh, you know, most, you know, most recent, um, uh, most recent injury. Yeah, I mean, you're already dealing with a shoulder injury. Now you got a broken bone in there. And he played. Don't tell anybody these NFL players ain't tough, man. Come on. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. John is here from Charlotte. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, you're live on the radio. What's up? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a question about, like, uh, Hall of Famer status. Now, since Cam's probably the greatest running quarterback we've ever really seen, you think he would be able to get in the Hall of Fame, even though he's didn't really have that long of a career or win the big one. Hold on a second. Do you do you think it is without a debate that Cam Newton is the best running quarterback that we've ever seen? Well, I mean, just in the amount of time, if you when he was active, healthy and everything, not even really any running backs had as many rushing touchdowns as he did. I mean, he, I mean, he, he was, was a quarterback. Julius at quarterback. He, he was a quarterback bulldozer. I don't know if I'd say that he was the best running quarterback of all time. I think a Warren Moon might have a word with you. I think Michael Vick would definitely like to have a word with you. 
Uh, but to answer your question about Cam Newton, the Hall of Fame, no, I don't think and so. And he kind of changed the game, though. I mean, look at it now. We got, like, Josh uh, Allen and uh, all these uh, J- big, John. quarterbacks coming in now. John, I don't, I don't think Cam Newton changed the game, no. You really think we'd have defensive ends at quarterback if it wasn't for him, though? Have you seen the guy who, uh, a guy who preceded him? There was some dude named uh, Dante Culpepper. Okay, what what defensive? Uh, you couldn't really put Cole with Cam, though. I mean, no, no, no. no. You're talking like about no, no. Stop. You you're telling me about size. I assume that's why you said defensive end. Dante Culpepper was big as hell. Listen, yeah, John, but he was big. John, like, hold on. Like I got John. I don't want to hang up on you. I want to talk to you. You're looking at this from some very Panthers colored glasses. Okay. Cam Newton did very well, an MVP, a few Pro Bowls, went to a Super Bowl, was afraid to fall on a fumble, and then his style of play, being a battering ram, caused him to be hurt and ended his his career. That's just flat I what it feel is. Like it was more the GM that kind of caused that, though, don't you think? No, nah, no, nah, it don't matter who, what. Look, the man got hurt because of his style of play. I'll tell oh, you this. I agree with it on that. Like, he was basically the whole running game for most of his career, Yes, right? he was, but he ain't no Hall of Famer, okay? And he also Somebody didn't think. change the game. Damn. Thank you for the homerism, but no thank you. Who am I going to come up now? Cam Newton changed the game. How? Please tell me. Since he went to the Super Bowl, what have, what have, what have we seen that has just just really changed things around. Him specifically. Help me out. Where's the Steph Curry effect from Cam Newton? That we didn't see. I don't know. Yeah, he was bigger than everybody. He was a battering ram. But what? Uh, type of things that make me make me want to smoke. Uh. I feel like Josh Allen now. Just sign all over the damn place. 855-212-4CBS. Robert is here from New Orleans. Yeah, man. I want to ask you your opinion. Who do you think the leading candidate is right now to receive the highest for this year? Uh, I would probably go with Penix right now. I think Caleb Williams has, has, has fallen out of, of number one, especially not being able to go to a bowl game. And so I'd say he's probably at the top. Okay, that's all I want to ask you. Okay. Well, thank you, Robert. That was pretty clear. That was an easier conversation than telling me about Cam Newton. John is calling from Buffalo. John, you're live on the radio. John got abducted by aliens. David's calling from San Diego. What's up, David? Hey, how are you tonight? I'm amazing. How are you? I like the energy. What's up? Uh, Hey, I'm doing great, and... And I can tell you, I'm not a Browns fan, but I'm not I'm not against them either. But I kind of feel like maybe a little bit of an aura came off of the Browns. They they made a huge blunder by signing this guy to like this. It might as well be a billion dollar contract, and he hadn't proven himself. He had timeout, all this, all the drama behind him, and now this. Maybe maybe the second stringer will come in there and light fire like Tom Tom Brady did against the Chargers way back in the day and become, you know, the next Tom Brady. Who knows? 
I kind of feel like the like the Browns have the aura of the Chargers, just like bad things follow them. Dean Spano, oh, everything, you know, it's just all black. Okay, all right. Is that it? But and uh, about Draymond, Draymond, how about a whole team come at this guy? Somebody stomping at my teammate's throat. Me as a teammate, I'm coming off the bench. Yeah, they they get fined for that and suspended too. Yeah, but I mean, doesn't doesn't the owners pay for that? I mean, I uh, I'm pretty no. sure if I was an owner uh, and a billionaire, and if and if my guys came, my whole team came off to put this guy down, make him yeah. stop doing it. All right. Well, 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 let me know when the billionaire does that, okay, David? <laughs> okay. Have a good All night. Right. All right, you too. Thank you for calling from San Diego. No. Billionaire ain't paying no millionaire's fines for stepping off the bench. And how you think they became a billionaire? By paying bills? No. Paying for other people's problems? No. Wrong. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk to someone who has experience dealing with billionaires. He used to work for Paul Allen of Microsoft. Paul Allen, who bought the Blazers. Paul Allen, who bought the Seahawks. We're going to have a conversation with Bob Whitsitt. He was the general manager. He was the president of the Seattle Supersonics. He ran the Blazers, did the same thing for the Seattle Seahawks. He has a book out called Game Changers. And I I want to learn why he's releasing this book. I'm going to ask him about Draymond. I'm going to ask him about sports and relocation. Somebody asked me on the show earlier this week, do owners even care about this at the fans i'm gonna ask bob that question he used to work for a billionaire running these teams bob witsit executive on the other side of the break it's the jr sport brief show cbs sports radio you're listening to the jr sport brief on cbs sports radio You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. And with so much going on in the NBA and the world of sports in the middle of the football season, the start of the basketball season, we have to bring on someone qualified to talk about both. He has a book out right now. It's called Game Changer. This is Bob Whitsitt. This man ran president GM of the Portland Trailblazers, the Seattle Supersonics, Seattle Seahawks. Bob has done it all. Bob, welcome to CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Reef Show. Thanks, JR. Happy to be here. No, happy to have you. Before we get into the book, why the book? Your, your tenure with the Seahawks and the, the Blazers and also the Supersonics. Man, basketball. What the hell are your thoughts on what took place last night with Draymond Green? I mean, what's the deal? He has to be suspended a whole lot of games. Well, I have a lot of thoughts. First, I'll start from the, the one side. I love players that play with passion and energy and uh Although it's still pretty early in the season, uh, I think it's one of the deepest leagues I've seen in a long time. There's a lot of talent, a lot of teams that think they have a chance to win it all. And although we're only about 10 games in, uh, teams are already getting a little chippy. But to answer your question, 
Um, my view is he crossed the line and he's always been a guy who takes it up to the line and probably steps over. Uh, but if I was the commissioner, if I was Joe Dumars today, without knowing everything else, but just watching the game and the, and the, and the clips last night, uh, my sense is uh, he'll probably be on vacation for a few games. Bob and right, rightfully so, by the way. Uh, I mean, you can't go around putting people in WWF moves from the, the 80s. Not not going to work. <laughs> no, no. Bob Whitsitt is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I know people in the Pacific Northwest very familiar with you from your, your time with the Blazers, the Supersonics, and, and the Seahawks. You drafted Gary Payton. You brought in Sean Kemp. You put together those teams that that ended up going to the finals. And then also the Portland Trailblazers team that went to the Western Conference Finals. You went to the playoffs, what, 16 out of 17 years, correct? Yeah, we had uh, we had some great runs both in Seattle and in Portland. And um, both those teams that uh, when we finally got them built, they were both championship caliber teams. Both came very close and um, both have left me a little bit of a, a ulcer scar from the standpoint uh, we didn't get it done. I, I think we should have won a championship in Seattle, and I think we should have won a championship in Portland. But you can only have one champion, and um, sometimes getting close is a lot more painful than being miles away. But uh, as I tell anybody in sports, I'd rather get really close and lose than to never even get close to tasting it. So uh, great teams, great fans, a lot of fun, uh, and proud of those teams. Bob, you continue to be active in in the sports world from consulting to business media, uh, arena deals and the like. You helped the the, the Seahawks and, and helped convince Paul Allen to get involved there and also build the, the, the new Quest Stadium that was exist at, at that point. What was that transition like from moving from a basketball space to now doing football? That was actually uh, both a lot of fun and extremely challenging. Uh, at the time, I was the president and general manager of the Portland Trailblazers. He had no interest in, in getting involved with another team, nor did Paul Allen. But it was a simple matter of the Seattle Seahawks had moved to Los Angeles, and the league was in an uproar. The community was in an uproar. Everybody was trying to figure out a way to keep the Seahawks in Seattle. And it's probably the most important chapter in my book uh, in terms of how we saved it for Seattle. But at the end of the day, when we got through all the, cleared all the hurdles and, and, and got everything done that we had to get done, Paul insisted that I also become the president of the Seahawks. And I told him, running your team in Portland is enough. But uh, I think because of our working relationship and his desire not to have a lot of people reporting to him, one of the conditions he placed on it was you have to run the Seahawks at the same time you're running the Trailblazers, two teams, two different cities. You know, obviously the NFL is different than the NBA, but it was probably too much, but uh, I'm glad we were able to do it. I'm glad we got it done. Um, and so excited that the Seahawks have stayed in the Pacific Northwest. I want to get back to your thoughts on some of the relocation elements currently in professional sports. Bob Whitson is joining us here, CBS Sports Radio. The book, Game Changer. Why now? So many experiences. You're still very active in the space. Why did you want to release this book now? Well, I've always been um, telling stories and giving speeches, and people are always telling me you need to write a book. 
uh, really didn't have the desire or the time. But uh, I had just completed law school, which is a different story for, for a different question. And I was used to working long academic hours. And I thought, what a great time since I'm used to um, putting in the academic days, if you will. Uh, why not tell some of the stories now? And I wanted the book to be more than just NBA and NFL stories. I wanted to include things like, how do you get a job in professional sports? What does a GM really do? I wanted the inside the front office look, you know, how do you make a trade? How do you hire a coach? What's the dynamic with uh, the GM, the owner, the coach? Um, put some things in there, some lessons. Probably one of my favorite chapters is a chapter on how to negotiate. And every tip I, I give on how to negotiate is backed up by real life stories, whether I'm negotiating a player contract, I'm negotiating a player trade. Uh, so it's a little bit of something for everybody, uh, including, um, you know, 16 pages of, of pictures, which I think any sports book should have some pictures. So it's just a little bit of a, if you're a sports fan, you'll love it. If you want to get into the business, you'll like it. I've had a lot of people who really aren't sports fans, but they liked it for different reasons. So it's an easy, fun read. Um, uh, I feel really good about it. And uh, people inside the business and outside the business have given me some really good feedback. So uh, I just thought it was the right time. Uh, if not now, I guess when would be the question. The book is called Game Changer by Bob Whitsitt. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You have so many, well, that's why you have a book, so many experiences that you're you're able to share. And unfortunately, relocation has always been a part of professional sports. Right now, it's a huge story as we see franchises and teams going out to Vegas. And we know the Seattle Supersonics. I don't think there was more of a, of a published uh, relocation than them moving down to Oklahoma City. What are your thoughts on, on relocation in sports? Someone actually called earlier this week and said, do the owners care about us, the fans, or are we just numbers? So what are your thoughts there? And when are we going to see those supersonics back up in Seattle? Well, that's a loaded question. And I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, but uh, I start with, I do not like to see franchises relocate. Uh, I think uh, having tradition, history, loyal fan bases, uh, rivalries, that's what it's all about. And I think it's incumbent upon the ownership and the management to build a quality product that a community will want to support. In the rare cases when things are being done right and you can't get the community support, it still is a business. And if you check a lot of boxes and the league agrees with you, uh, in those rare, rare, rare occasions, I think it's it's probably the right thing to move in. And, Full disclosure, I was um, a point man for leading a relocation of the Kansas City Kings in 1985 to Sacramento. Uh, it hurt me to be a part of that. We gave it every shot we could in Kansas City. Uh, but on the flip side, it's become a, a very, very well-supported franchise in Sacramento. In terms of Seattle, it, it hurt me immensely um, to watch the uh, the Sonics go. Uh, it was a gut shot. Uh, it, it was a blow to the fans. It was a blow to our community. But I'm very, very optimistic that there's a hopefully a possibility in the near term that the league will consider expansion. Uh, I'm very uh, uh, 
public and saying, I'll do everything I can to be a part of bringing the team back to Seattle. Uh, be, uh, I'd be proud to be a part of ownership. Uh, I could be part of management. If they ask me to sell popcorn, I'll do that. And if there's no role for me, I, I'll be the first guy to buy season tickets because Seattle deserves a team. We want to get a team back. And I've always been bullish on the NBA. I think it's the most exciting sports league out there. And um, I can't wait to see it return to Seattle. Well, Bob, I got to get a basketball question in here. What did you see in Sean Kemp that made you say, I want to go ahead and take a chance on this dude? I was a young, um, young general manager. I was uh, just 30 years old. And as I was learning the business, I watched a lot of the uh, the older GMs. Um, some did really good jobs, some didn't, but they all sort of had this um, uh, armchair quarterback mentality. They always looked backwards and they rewrote history. Oh, I wanted to draft that guy. I wanted to do that. And they always pointed to the great deals. But the one guy I got to know a little bit was Red Auerbach. And Red would always swing for the fences. He struck out a lot, okay? But when he hit, they were big. He took Larry Bird as a junior eligible. He, trade, he traded a number one pick for what uh, turned out to be Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. He drafted a baseball player named Danny Ainge who would never play in the NBA. These were all decade-long deals that led to championships. So when I saw Sean Kemp playing, I saw this guy that in my mind was a combination of Charles Barkley and Dominique Wilkins. He was a powerful guy, but he could jump out of the building. And he'd been away from the game for a year. He'd never played in college. And I kept thinking, well, you know, if this guy went to college, played two or three years, he'd be a top one, two or three pick in the draft. I had multiple picks that year, and I thought, I'm going to get a high lottery pick for a, a 16th or 17th pick in the draft, and if he becomes the kind of player I think he can become, it's a Red Auerbach move. So I was 100% convinced this was the guy to take. Uh, the challenges I had were primarily uh, the ownership. Uh, the coaching staff was on board pretty soon because I took them to a game, and uh, AAU game, and they got to see Sean, and they were excited. And as long as I drafted the point guard they wanted to help the team immediately, I could use the other pick to, to take the future uh, hopeful in Sean. But it took a long time to get ownership on board because they'd never heard of the guy. He would never sell tickets. Uh, nobody was drafting players who hadn't played in college. I think it had been 14 years since we had a guy go from high school to to the pros. So it was a very unusual challenge. And, and that was the hard part. And, you know, if it didn't pan out, you wouldn't be talking me, to me today because my career would have been maybe a one or two year career and then I would have been out. So thank goodness Sean turned out to be uh, a great player. And I think he paved the way for other superstars coming straight from high school, guys like Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant. LeBron James. I'm not sure a lot of those guys would have come straight out. They probably would have gone to college for a couple of years had Sean fizzled. So kudos to Sean. Um, you know, players make you successful and uh, Sean helped make me successful. Bob Witzer to see what a CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Show. The book is called Game Changer. With, with all of your experience, this is going to be the my, my final question here. 
what is the biggest challenge in, in running and operating a team in both the NFL and the NBA side? We know there's some similarities, differences when it comes to the salary cap, et cetera. But what are some of those unique challenges in, in each league? I think there's uh, two things. One is probably hiring the right coach and coaching staff to develop and coach the type of team you're building. But I think the greater challenge is to build a championship caliber team, meaning what kind of style are you building? Uh, are you making the right draft picks? Are you making the right trades? Are you signing the right free agents? And are you managing the salary cap? Because especially in the NBA today, with the second apron, which which can take away you know draft picks and different things that that can make you a good team, you can't make these mistakes anymore. They're they're too costly financially, and they're too punitive in terms of your player building and your roster construction. So I think I think having um, uh, the right people on board, hiring the right scouts, the right coaches, uh, having the right eye, the right analytics. You can't be missing on draft picks when you're when when there's Hall of Fame players on the board and you whiff and take somebody else, it, it puts your franchise back 10 years. So I think I think uh, roster management, the construction of the team, salary cap management, building a, a staff and a coaching staff and a scouting staff and um, having fewer misses. Um, and, and having many more hits is, is the key. So it's probably the hardest thing for owners because they don't know how to to, to hire management because they don't really know what they're looking for. It's a very unusual, difficult thing to do. So that would be the area I think that is probably the most challenging. All owners are committed to winning. They'll all spend the money, but they really don't know, you know, how to, they don't really know how to get the right race car and the right race car drivers, but they'll spend the money on it. They just don't know what, what the right pieces are. And, and that's kind of the challenge. Well, you, you've had the experience and a, a high level of success from the Supersonics down to the Blazers and the Seahawks. Bob Whitsitt, tell everybody where they can go ahead and get the Game Changers book. Uh, Game Changers available now. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble. It's uh, probably available in many retail bookstores, but uh, the easiest way is just to go online and uh, look up Game Changer, an insider's story to the Sonics um, resurgence, the Trailblazers turnaround, and the deal that saved the Seahawks. So I think it'll be a fun read for everybody. Hey, Bob, thank you for coming through and, and sharing your perspective, man. It's certainly a unique one. Thank you, JR. No doubt about it. We've been chatting it up with Bob Whitsitt. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. To the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being on this show and giving me some good content every time I leave my girlfriend's house, give me some time to chill, relax, and listen to some good sports news. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. The JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you so much to Bob Whitsitt for joining us here on the other side of the break, or last break, I should say. 
kind of give us an, an in-depth perspective on what it means to to run a franchise, run a team, and, and that's something that he did. Blazers, Supersonics, Seahawks. It's an interesting business. There are very few people who do this, run teams, run organizations, let alone you know, run two different teams and then run a completely different sport. It's a real unique perspective. Go check out the book, Game Changer. At the top of the hour, I'm not changing the game. I'm just going to deliver to you a new top six list. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm thankful for here in 2023 because I won't have an opportunity to do it with you next week. We do have some callers who have been waiting patiently, patiently on the phone line. So let's go ahead and talk to them, and I'll share with you this top six list at the top of the hour. It's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's go ahead and get to John. He's calling from Portland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, John? Hey, what's up, Jerry? Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. So I just I just want to talk about Draymond, man. I'm kind of at the point where I'm just uh, just sick of seeing it. You know, I respect the player with some energy and all that, but at this point it's like it's five games enough. You know, is, is this going to stop? And, you know, it's just it's just something that I'm sick of seeing. I think it makes the league look bad, and – I think it's about time that they start getting a little more, uh, a little more strict with uh, with him, especially just to you know, not necessarily make an example out of him, but just show that this uh, is something that, you know, the NBA won't stand for. You know. Yeah, I I, I don't think anything's ever going to happen with Draymond. I mean, he is who he is. I mean, even following the the suspension in the NBA Finals and even in subsequent years, Draymond has been very clear. He's not going to change the way he plays. And I guess that also includes being dirty, man. Like, the man is going to be 34 years old. By the time this season is done, he's going to be 34. If he hasn't already learned a thing or two or three or four about not behaving like a complete jackass with the extracurriculars, when is he going to learn? He's at the end of the line here when it comes to his career, and he's still acting wild. That's exactly what I'm saying, man. And then, like I said, you know, you look at the replay, and I get it. Like, if you're going to say that you're defending your, your teammate, I'm all for that. But you look at the replay, Gobert wasn't trying to do nothing but just to split him apart. And for him to go in and, and choke hold a guy, you know, it's just it just looks really bad for me. It's kind of one of those things that um, it, it makes me not even watch want to watch the Warriors play anymore. As much as I give them respect and props to be, for being a great team, at this point, it's one of those things that just gives me a bad taste in my mouth. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm just sick of seeing it, man, and I hope that – I hope that eventually the NBA might try to put the a better example. But at this point, you know, I think you're right. It's, I don't think he's going to learn. I think he's going to go out doing it um, his own way, which is just unfortunate, you know, because like I said, I respect him. He's a great player, yeah, but this that, is, that dirty side is just not fun to watch. Yeah, this is what it is. And thank you, John, for calling from Portland. Unless Draymond Green has a, a, an incident that rivals the malice at the palace, Whenever he decides to hang him up and and call it quits or the league decides that we're done with him, he's going into the Hall of Fame. He's going to be known as a champion. He's going to be known as an agitator and a trash talker. And that's his legacy, like all of it. And so even this incident right now, thinking about choking Rudy Gobert, this is going to be something that he, he makes a funny joke about during his Hall of Fame speech, I don't know, 10 years from now. Like, it's, this is just who he is. 
it, it's it's a part of who he is, and it's been going on for so long that it's not it's not unusual. Will is calling from Buffalo. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Uh, I wanted to talk about the Ken Dorsey situation. Um, middle of the I, – I don't think the Bills are making the playoffs. I've just put that away. I don't think that's happening. We're 5-5. Five and five. Um, Josh Allen, you know, he's got the whole Stephon Diggs situation going on with Trevon Diggs and Dallas. Um, I just want to say, do you think the Ken Dorsey was the most necessary move, or do you think it should have been put on someone else? I mean, who who else would be put on? Somebody got to go. Somebody, you know, a change has to be made. You can't necessarily dump any other players, and so you get rid of the coordinator. That's 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 just how the league works. That's how sports works. What what do you think? Go ahead. Do do you, do you think Joe Brady is? A good step up for that position. Yeah, he's a quarterback. Uh, we're he's we're gonna find up. out sooner than later. I mean, people have have felt that he was on the up and up, even dating back to his time at LSU, just working with Joe Burrow. Uh, he was working for Matt Rule, but we know that was a complete disaster up in Carolina. And so now he'll have a chance and an opportunity. And I, I would say that Ken Dorsey, all things considered, for being in his early forties and a former quarterback, he was young. They're getting even yeah. younger by going with Joe Brady. And so maybe they get a little bit more innovative than what we've typically seen. I, I know that they need that in addition to also having, I think, some better skilled position players, but they can't manufacture I, that in the season as well. Hey, Will, I have to hit the break, so I got to let you go, okay? Okay, no problem, man. All right, thank you so much, Will, for calling from Buffalo. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, oh, man, the Sacramento Kings are whooping the Lakers. Nine, 98 to 77. Damn. Getting ready to go into the fourth quarter. I bet Anthony Davis. I bet his numbers suck. Anyway, on the other side of the break, I'm going to give you a new top six list. It's the holiday season. It's Thanksgiving next week. I won't be here before Thanksgiving. So I'm going to give you a top six list of things, people, places, athletes, coaches maybe, that I'm thankful for here in 2023. Don't move. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Lakers are getting their asses kicked. Everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 